On one side, an angry 30-year-old male in Redford, Michigan. The other side, the greatest hockey player of all time. Or is he? We're talking Wayne Gretzky today on Over Under Fair. Hey, everybody, party people in the place to be. It's your host, Dave Roldan, and this is Over Under Fair, the final word in pop culture relevance. Uh, assembled with me today, the best team we can put out on the ice. Uh, <laughs> to my right here, uh, I don't know, Brown Streak, Roger Castillo. <laughs> <laughs> the Cuban missile. Oh, yeah, that works. That works way better. Okay, fine. But that was your wrestling name. The, the, yeah, but <laughs> in hockey, your poop. <laughs> Fine, Cuban Missile, Roger Castillo. Roger, how are you doing? I, I, Across the table from me. Across the table from me. Across the table from me, Stout Lightning, Jason Pinkham. Stout Lightning. That's amazing. <laughs> All right, we're good. And joining us for our first giant size uh, SRD annual number one, the co-host of Pucking Around and Spinning the Wheels, the franchise, I'm told, Steve Height. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Good, man. Welcome to the show. Uh, happy to have you here. Definitely. Happy to be here. Excellent. Then we're all happy. Uh, it's a good thing you are here because we're we're talking about hockey, and I've heard you you kind of know some stuff about that. A little bit, Just a little a bit. All right. Well, between between the four of us, we'll be able to have a conversation about one hockey player. So. As stated, we'll just jump right into it since you know why banter. Uh, we're talking about we're talking about <laughs> we're not Wayne like Gretzky. We're friends or anything. Yeah, no. It's a, uh, do you want me to run it down? How's everybody's day going? Good. Good. Everybody yeah. have a nice time. Had a good. It was it was really today. nice outside today. You it's know? My second episode today. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It'll be three hours and change recording today on a beautiful sunny that, day. That sounds like a that sounds like not enough for you though. I, no, it's true. It's not. But I've spent I spent my entire afternoon inside a cave. Yeah, yeah and, so, and such a nice day to do it on. <laughs> yeah. What a wonderful day yep, to be locked exactly. inside. Was, yep. Oh, well. Yeah, what are you going to do? Well, while you're here, why don't we talk about Wayne Gretzky? Um, so this this kind of came about because, as people do, you know, you get to talking about bullshit. And uh, sometime back, we had a conversation about, you know, hockey, as that happens with people that talk about hockey. I admittedly am not the huge, I would never call myself an expert or any kind of, you know, even really, I don't know, super knowledgeable person about the, the sport, but... People that know more than me and people that don't all agree that Wayne Gretzky is probably the greatest NHL player of all time. I mean, that's that's consensus. We're starting where we're going over, under, and fairly rated. Is Wayne Gretzky rated as the greatest player of all time? Fair, yeah. I mean, that's that's what he's, he's rated, rated at, right? There. That's okay. That's where he's rated. So we need a metric to start at. He's rated as the best player ever. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Correct. So starting from there, uh, Jason. Why don't you tell me why we're doing this episode? Because I think that's a complete load of bullshit. A complete load of bullshit? Almost entirely. Okay. I, I don't want to... All of Canada literally is about to throw you under a bus. <laughs> I yeah. hope so. You know what? Maybe maybe it'll get them... They won't the throw you under the bus. They'll gently guide you to the street and then set you in front of the bus so as not to inconvenience you, but then you'll be hit by the bus. Right. Because <laughs> throwing, you, throwing you would just be rude. Yeah, and then they would apologize. Of well, that's Wayne Gretzky, though. Yeah, right? Yeah. It, yeah, this is kind of sacred, like a sacred, sacred, that's sacrosanct to say things like that. I'm a believer that, and I'll, you know, this will be the thesis that we'll support for the rest of the show, okay. that he is a great to excellent player in a time in which most of the players were either physically unfit, and all of the goaltenders across the board, as my stats have revealed, 
were terrible. Okay. Uh, in comparison to today's NHL. I'm not I'm not a big fan, and Roger has pointed out to me a couple times it's not fair to compare generation to generation. We'll get to that. We'll get to yeah, that. But I think it is relevant for the argument. Steve, and you're coming in here with the thought that? I think he's fairly rated. Yeah? Yeah. You be, so we're, we can agree? You, you would agree, rather, that he is the greatest player of all time? I mean, statistically speaking, yes, and then also what he's done for the game outside of just statistics, I would completely agree. I mean, since 18, or 1989, when he got traded to the Oilers, there's eight teams Kings. that came into yeah King sorry yeah that came into the NHL like I think four or five of those at least are southern tier teams right. where you wouldn't even have hockey with if it wasn't for him okay yeah. that's fair Roger I think he's fairly rated I think he's he's one of the most impactful if not most impactful what Steve just said is correct I mean if it wasn't for he saved hockey in Southern California he literally like. He is also responsible. He's single-handedly responsible, in my opinion, and it's also showing. California now has produced more hockey talent than any other st- state in the United States right now. Mm-hmm. California, because of Wayne, Gretz- Wayne Gretzky's that trade from Edmonton to L.A., single-handedly changed the tide. You look at the way the IHL is right now, currently right now, there's Bakersfield, Ontario. They've changed the way because... There's so much hockey exploding in California because of Wayne Gretzky. So we're basing this more on a we're that's past stats because we're not talking about stats for that. That's just like as a hockey, as a cultural icon for the sport. Mm-hmm. Wayne Gretzky is more important than every other player. Correct. Okay. Oh, so that, that's that's the difference in the argument then on my end. It was part of it. I think all of this ties in. Um, yeah. I think all of this kind of ties in to <clears throat> all you know in the same in the same conversation because. To to rate something as the greatest, you have to you have to examine every single asset. You know what I mean. And stats are obviously a huge part of this being a sports player. So stats definitely you know they weigh in, and we're going to measure all that. Yeah. But I I would I would think it's also fair to include you know the the impact that the guy left you know as a player outside of what he actually did on paper. And you won't get any argument with me on that one. Yeah. On that aspect, it is a hundred percent. It actually can't be underspoken how good he was in terms of. Thank you, Roger. Exactly. That's what I wanted to hear. Perfect. Um, in terms of what he meant for the sport, in terms of what he means for the sport, uh, it's inarguable. But. I'm talking about more Wayne Gretzky, the player. Okay. That's where my perspective comes from. Okay. And that's important because I, I will never argue guys on that. On his impact on the sport, you will have no argument from me. All right. Well, then not to decap the conversation, but let me start by asking you then. If Wayne Gretzky isn't, you know, objectively the greatest NHL player of all time, who is? I know. I, I think I know what he's going to say. What am I going to say? Yami Yager. Yeah, it's Yami Yager. It's Yami Yager. It's 100% Yami Yager. Why is it Yami Yager? Uh, because he's able to do it through all three of those eras. Both He started in an era where it was liberal scoring. He transitioned through a bloody era into the super conservative scoring era of today, and he's still doing it at 46 years old or whatever he yeah, is now, 44. I don't even know. I mean, you're talking about a guy who is second only to Gretzky in points, and he did it in an era where it was harder to get those points. Yes, his points now are dismal. I think they're in the 40s, but go ahead, Steve. No, keep going. Oh, but I think it's a lot... I, because to me, greatness is defined by ability on the ice. And I think Yager always had more ability. A lot of that has to do with his size. He's a lot bigger of a person. But I think he stood on his own more than Gretzky did. I think Gretzky is both a product of the time and his teammates. Okay. Steve? Well, the one thing I was going to say with Yager is he's played a lot more than Gretzky has already. I think he's beat him in games played. Mm-hmm. And 
is Yagmir Yager probably the greatest European hockey player to ever play the game? More than likely, yes. Like, I would hands down agree with you. I mean, there's very few people that I would put in that category. Maybe Nick Lindstrom, probably in that category. <clears throat> I would put Nick Lindstrom above him. I would actually put Lindstrom in that conversation. I was, I was going to say, he's yeah. certainly in the conversation. But yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, he, it, yeah. it, you could make a good ki- a debate sh- show on Lindstrom right, versus Yager. Lindstrom versus Yager. But Lindstrom was just, to the average person in average hockey fan, he's boring. The one thing I discredit Yager for is he left the NHL. That's I have to agree with you on. Mm. If he had he stayed, left. That takes his credibility. If he had stayed, he was. I mean, he was in his early 30s then. I mean, you're looking at possibly getting close. And he left because money. Yeah. Well, he left because of the lockout. Well, I mean, but he didn't come mistaken, back. It was right around the lockout. He didn't come back. Well, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I suppose. I guess I, I kind of view that as like. And he didn't win a Stanley <clears throat> Cup after his second one ever. Mm, he won yeah. two back to back and didn't do anything ever again. That's where we've disagreed on on the the NHL 100 greatest. Also, in I'm not a believer that cups define greatness in a player. You do, and I respect it, but I disagree immensely. I think it's pick and choose. Like I think for some players it could, and for other players it doesn't I mean, have to. One example I have for go that ahead. is sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, go ahead. Um, you know, Eric Lindros is is honored as this huge, great player, but he mm. literally did nothing. We got a he, lot of concussions. He got a lot of concussions. <laughs> he racked up some points, but he literally played for like five NHL teams, and he literally had those concussions, did nothing. And then he's tied it. He's in the Hall of Fame, and he has no chance to Which. Uh, it doesn't make sense, but Peter Forsberg has, I think, less games played than Eric Lindros. And, and how many ma- Cubs? Like, I think two or yeah, at, least least two, yeah. at least two. At least two, right. Two, yeah. yeah, and then he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. With, like, one of the lowest amount of games played you probably right. could. Right. right. I think he's, like, the min- like, like a minimum or something But see, like there's the difference where, like, both are in the Hall of Fame, but who is a better player, Peter Forsberg or... This all becomes. This is all Hall of Fame politics, though. This is the same yeah. across every yeah. single sport. There are always cases to be made for and against people that get in and don't. Mm. So case that's of, you know that's difficult. Terrell Owens is yeah, all. Case, case in point, like right. Terrell Owens is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. Case oh, in point, triggered. Yeah. Triggered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like we can even go into it another day, but Tracy McGrady <laughs> just got in the Hall of Fame. How? Yeah. Right. How? Tracy McGrady. All right. Whatever. Yeah. Exactly. The greatest player. We're, in okay. We're getting yeah. off track. Yeah. Let's, not, let's <laughs> keep on track. Let's keep on track. Because yeah, now you're gonna start yeah. talking about something I will have a huge opinion. A sidetrack on over under fair. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's not wow. about. Yeah. That's not about but like. Uh, in terms of, he, oh, in terms of Yager, Yager started his career in 1991. Part of some really good Pittsburgh Penguins teams. He walked into Stanley Cup. Yeah. He walked exactly. Into so Stanley that's. So to me, Jason, it's almost his career starts off the same way Wayne Gretzky's career started. Absolutely, because, yeah. So right there alone, you could say their career started almost at the same in the same kind of point where Pittsburgh had the, had Chicago and they had a couple they had the, the rival with Chicago and Edmonton had the Islanders. That was their two. That was the mega powers right there. So. Mm-hmm. That's where, you know, the expansion really kind of watered down the NHL to me, in my opinion, in the mid-90s, where that's where I can't make the same kind of argument for Yager because you look at the Sharks, you look at the teams that were coming into the league at the time, and it really kind of watered down the the Thrashers, the Senators. The Senators were bad for a long time. Um, Panthers. Panthers, Ducks. Lightning. Yeah, all those teams were really bad, and it kind of watered down the product. Coyotes. yeah, but the point I'm trying to make is though those no no the Coyotes were for the Jets. Oh yeah, you're right. I apologize. Yeah, so the thing about it is it kind of watered down to me. Yager's a great player. I'm not disputing that whatsoever. But the reason why I can't, I mean, he is he a top five player? Absolutely, top five of all time. One of the best I've ever seen play. But the reason why I can't put him in the same category as Gretzky in the sense that it, like maybe one one A is because of the expansion. Because it's the same comparison sometimes with. In terms of like looking at basketball players, like 
Michael Jordan versus Larry Bird or something. Like Jordan put up the seventy one season against teams like the Raptors and, and, and like just that whole expansion of the NBA. So that's where I think sometimes expansion can kill a player's reputation. And for Yager, I mean you look at a season where if I'm looking at the nineteen ninety four, nineteen ninety five season here, we have the Ducks coming in and you have the Senators who come in at, you know, a nice nice nine thirty four record, the Ducks who come in at sixteen twenty seven and the goal, and you know Yager leads the league in points scored with seventy, and you do a comparison season where you know ninety one, or so when Grant Gretzky had one hundred twenty three, hundred twenty four points. Well, that's, that, a, that's a strike season. Oh, excuse me. Well, let me. Let me I was going to say seventy points is pretty low. But excuse yeah, me, ninety five, ninety four. Let me go. Yeah. Let me go the following season then. Pardon me. <clears throat> following season ninety five, ninety six. Then Lemieux leads all the league in scoring one hundred sixty one points. Back to kind of normal, what? but. It's like double. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, pardon me. So, I got the wrong strike. The point I'm trying to make, though, is expansion Expansion still killed it for me. For, in my opinion, well, Yacht, Lemieux scored 69 goals. Still a pretty good season, regardless. Um, The thing is, I still think that putting Yager there that quickly, I don't know. That's 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 where I stand with Yager versus Gretzky in that in that sense of the argument. To get this whole thing started off, I actually think it'd be interesting to start with Wayne Gretzky's the beginning of Wayne Gretzky's career because you touched on it and saying like Gretzky came into a similar situation as Jeremy Yager, but that's not really true. He played a year in the WHA before they changed some rules to allow him to come into the NHL to play for Edmonton. Yeah, and those teams were loaded with talent early on, but they didn't win right away. I mean, that was right at the beginning of the the. Uh, Islanders franchise dynasty yep. where they win straight four straight cups and they were competing but they weren't the best team even right. though they are stock full of Hall of Fame players you know Phil Housley and Paul Coffey fucking Mark Messier, Mark Messier. yeah like yeah. right Gary these Curry. are but they are not there yet like Wayne Gretzky came into a team that was ostensibly building because these were all guys that were entering the NHL around the same time like right. 1980 1979 with Gretzky like they this is the 92 93 Red Wings yes and yeah. it was a it was an influx of players all at once that were all Hall of Fame players like it was kind of a fluke occurrence so it's it's not like Yager walks in like you know it's but whereas Yager walked in and he already has like a pedigree team that's ready to compete Gretzky walked into everybody that would become pedigree players ready to compete, but a few years away. I mean, exactly. Yager basically scammed his way in getting drafted. For he, sure. He told teams he wouldn't he wouldn't come over, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, Penguins called him, and they're like, "Would and, you come over?" He's like, "Absolutely." Yeah, I know a good yeah. situation when I see it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Even that, it, and even the Oilers during that time, by the way. That. I kind of love that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. The, no, the, I, I'm not. I'm not dogging the dude no, for sorry, it. Roger, we cut you off again. I apologize. No, it's okay. The, the Oilers came in during that period of time between the WHA. And in the NHL, under a lot of uncertainty because they changed coaches at the time. Glenn Saylor didn't. I mean, when he took over that, pro, when he took over the team. They're they're struggling to get goaltending. They didn't have a goaltender. They didn't really have anything until Grant Fritz took over. Right. Um, so for them, I mean, they had you know a young Andy Moog, but they didn't until Grant Fritz took over. That team was still kind of finding itself together. Glenn Anderson was still. I mean, it, Glenn Anderson, Yar Curry, Messier, all. 20 years old. This was a very young team at the time. Mm-hmm. So that is the, the, the stark difference between the two as well. Hmm. Okay. Jason, you have anything you want to put in? Anywhere you want to go from this? Uh, well, just what I want to go to is just looking at evaluating what the game was then, which okay. is where 
where most of my argument lies. Most of Gretzky's point production is from the years 1979-80, which is his rookie season, where he drops 137 points right out the gate. He comes out and he puts up 51 goals, 86 assists. As a rookie, it should be pointed out in a See, league yeah, where, oh yeah. in a league where everybody said he wouldn't compete as as competitively in because he was kind of he was smaller, he wasn't that fast, he wasn't particularly strong. Like he kind of had you know things stacked against him coming in and had a lot of criticism. Right. You know, like is he really going to be this great player? And you know, anyway, here we are now. Yeah. But go ahead, continue. Okay, so let's. Go if it you know for the listeners because we're not going to watch a video on the show. We're not going to sit here and waste time by playing right. Sound. Yeah, but I watched over an hour of clips this this week. Just it just just trying to grasp what is it that made Gretzky better. What it was was he was an athlete with the discipline of today. I don't give him the credit. He had the discipline of today's athlete. Basically, he mm-hmm. kept himself in extremely good condition. He had a ridiculous amount of stamina. That was his. That was his strength is that he probably was one of the few players not smoking in between periods. <laughs> right. And I, that's not even like a joke. And God like, bless those players. I miss like, old sports but, for that. Yeah. <laughs> you but, know what I mean? Coffee and a cigarette between oh, the man. Man. That shit makes a me A two-liter so Coke was a good yeah. idea. Coffee, cigarette, and a blowjob from the team hooker Madge. Fucking ain't right. <laughs> that was when men played the game. And Madge had a job. Fuck Get yeah. Madge a job. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that cum rag in the corner ain't clean himself up. <laughs> I have a name, Roger. It's Madge. Make, make Madge fillet again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, if you go watch highlights of, of his career from 79 to when his points production drops off in 91, because he still has a couple of... Whoa, I scrolled really fast. He still has a couple of 100-point seasons after that, but for the most part, he's done being like Gretzky Gretzky. He still, I mean, like, when I say Gretzky, Gretzky, I mean 212, 215 point seasons. If you go watch highlights from then, these are goalies that are literally, I saw three goals, and I'm not kidding, where the goalie looks at him, and by the goal, by the time the goal is scored, and by the way, Gretzky does almost no move, the goalie is facing backwards. And it's not that Gretzky outdeeked him. This isn't like what you see with, like, Crosby today or, like, a, a Kane move. This is just, they were. We didn't know a lot about goaltending then. As a, as a culture, as physical trainers, and so on and so forth, we didn't know how to teach goalies. We didn't know how to train goalies. And as goalies, they sure as shit didn't know how to condition. And they didn't know how to fall yet. They felt awkwardly. It's like watching silent film actors run around. Like, they're just kind of bumbly <laughs> and awkward. And, like, yeah, like, it's like, 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 it's like jutted movement. And, like, 80% of the goals I watched this week were not – excellent skill or excellent ability or great talent. They were bad goaltending and lack of skill on the defensive part. Steve? I disagree with you on a lot of that because the fact that he's probably one of the smartest hockey players to ever play the game. Yeah. Was hands down. The way he played the game, he knew where the puck was going before it was going. He His defensive side of his hockey game was completely underrated. And two, he created essentially a whole system of hockey played from behind the net. Like, yeah. That is skillful. You you don't just create. You don't just create. Like he created part partially behind the net strategy. Like that is him. That's that's his mo. Absolutely, and that is uh, that's that's indicative of the type of <clears throat> the type of style that would move forward. You know, from mm-hmm. from there. And when you create an entire style of hockey, like the way the way the entire game is shaped, I think that's almost more important than how many goals you score in a season. You know well, what I mean? And not, I mean, even not to even discredit how many goals you scored. I mean. The second place person, even if you take all of his goals away, he's still in first place with right. points assist only. Right with assist only, yeah. and that's I don't know. Like if, if you look at the, like the assist leaders, five of or three of the top five were all players from the, that those Oilers teams. Like yeah. Messier, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Coffee, and then Housley's in the top ten. So 
all of these dudes were participating together to make these points happen. It just it just so happens that Wayne gets more of them because I think he was much he became like the first dude to focus this in like a team based strategy instead of just man on the puck. He, yeah, well, he was twenty seven minutes a night. Yeah, it helps. but hell, yeah, obviously it helps, and that's you know to the stamina credit, but. Those numbers seem inflated, but no one else could have done that. No one else could have done that then. Do you, you know, because you, you were saying at part of what you had been saying earlier was that there weren't the level of play wasn't on par with like the level of play it would be today. No, you know what I mean, like the conditioning, the and, offensive was the right. Defense and goaltending was not. Well, here's here's where I disagree with you on the goaltending side of things a little bit, a little bit to a certain degree. I'm really curious about this. Well, okay, numbers. here's okay. Well, here's numbers will dictate. Well, you that. know what? Before you do that, Jason actually wanted to talk about the goaltending numbers. You brought it to the table. Why don't you state your side first? Well, my side is just I, I compared two seasons. Okay. For the point purposes of this conversation, I compared 85-86 and fifteen sixteen. Okay. So two thousand fifteen, two thousand sixteen. If you just look at some of these goaltenders... Slow down a little bit before you start spitting the numbers out. I'm I, I know to. you're excited. Oh, I'm going to. Don't okay, worry. okay. So you have in 2000... I, I just want to make sure I hear them. In 85-86, okay, the league leader in goals against as a goalie... Uh, that's the inverse, I apologize. The league leader in shots against as a goalie was Reggie Lemelin. The he great had, Reggie Lemelin. He played for Calgary. He Whoop. He faced 1,787 shots, okay? Okay. That's 85-86. So you go to 2015-16, right? <clears throat> Lead leader in shots was Henrik Lundqvist, faced 1,944 shots. Let's just use for comparison a lower-tier player. The We'll go with number 15 player in 2015-16, Ryan Miller, faced 1,634 shots. You go to 85-86, number 15th player, Bob Freese faced 1,270. That's so a, you have that is a precipitous drop. Across the board, goalies <laughs> facing 300 and 400 more shots Per year. Per year, yeah. Okay, so then you jump into saves. To, let's see what they're doing with their information. Tom Barasa leads in 85-86 with 1,564 saves. Sounds like a lot, right? Until you go to 2015-16, Henrik Lundqvist leads with 1,788. Yeah. Goalies got across the board better because goaltending was not a science yet. But you can't penalize them for putting all the points in the world up. You I'm can't. not penalizing yeah. him. I'm just not going to give him the credit. How, that's how can that's you the not, same thing. How can yeah. you not credit somebody for putting a puck in the net? Because it's it's the same thing as why like, like when you look at a sport like golf, why the average driving distance is higher now because technology got better. And in, in hockey's case, but nobody's ever nobody's ever going to break his record because the science got better. That doesn't make him. That doesn't if the make science him. got better, then that means players would have gotten better. Well, they did. Since now, that means now, they would then be why able to can't break they the score record. all those points? Because yeah. the goaltending science got better. That's what I'm talking about. It didn't exist. It, nobody nobody cared about goalies back then. Patrick they w- didn't exist. The best goaltender goals against average in 1985-86 was let me my tablet's going really slow here. Goals against average was Bob Freese, two five five. Right, sounds great. The best one in, in 2015-16 was Ben Bishop with the two oh six. Goals goalies. It is a lot easier to score and put up numbers and get assists and get goals, both sides, assists and goals, when you are shooting against effectively a stick. Then why did only Gretzky get those numbers? But he he didn't. But he did. I mean, to that to that rate. Nobody's ever Roger, done what he's done. Roger, we have let you in a while. Go ahead. I was just also going to say, isn't it also, correct me if I'm wrong, but hasn't goalie equipment gotten bigger? Way and, bigger. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, it will allow you to stop more shots and allow you to create... Say a percentage has gone up because goalie equipment has gone up, and the league is talking about decreasing it back to normal size. Have it? That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah so science are. science has allowed goalie equipment to make it better for this to happen. So I, I don't understand how 
it, to me, goalie equipment back then, a blocker is probably the size of this phone, technically. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but yeah. it's not no, too far off. this tablet. No, it's yeah. not too far off from the truth. The, the thing is, even, like, Patrick Waugh invented the butterfly style, correct? Yes, Steve? yes. 100%. That was Yeah, Patrick Waugh invented the butterfly style around 1986, and it took about 10 years, but goalie started changing that way. Yeah. Before, it was the stand-up over the, like, over the overtop, but for lack of a better word, Steve, but, like, pretty much... The saw chuck. The saw chuck, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the goalies always stood that way. Goalie equipment has increased, and goalies been cheating little bit little year by year. And if you notice, save percentages went up the year, years and years and increasingly after that. Yeah. So, again, I'm not going to fault the goalie. What is the goalie supposed to do? If the, It took a while for the goalies to catch up by then. But it doesn't – no, no, no other player was catching up to Wayne Gretzky at the time either. I mean, the next guy, third or second or fourth place, wasn't even close to what Gretzky was doing at the time. Right, but if you look at again, we go to eighty five, eighty six in terms of points. Top ten. I'm not even going to read names. I'm just going to read points from top from one down. Two fifteen, Gretzky, crazy year, right? right I yeah. picked his best year. One forty one, one thirty eight, one thirty one, one twenty three, one twenty two, one sixteen, one ten, one oh five, and one oh five. You want to compare that to two thousand fifteen, sixteen? Your top ten in two thousand fifteen, sixteen is one oh six. 89, 85, 82, 82, 78, 78, 78, 77, and 77. But, but isn't part of that, though, because of the things we are talking about right now? No, larger, part of that, no. Larger think, equipment, yeah, better athleticism exactly on the goalie side. Point. But that's still, you're still penalizing Wayne Gretzky for being better than everybody. No, the, you're, you're, that's, no, you're, <laughs> he's not better than everybody. He was really good in a time where the science to defend the one thing that is his job to do doesn't exist. But that still this doesn't is, explain... So you're essentially saying Gordy Howe is essentially overrated in the same category then? Yeah. To some extent, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, it's it's kind of like if you're looking at like... It's like Michigan National Championships and Montreal Stanley Cups. It's a lot easier when the competition level is completely nothing compared so to So you can say now. the same thing about Boston winning eight in a row in the 60s and the 100%, Yankees. Yep, I so agree. So this argument is effectively for every single thing that is better than every other thing. Right, but I'm like using, You can make arguments against everything that's ever won by but, saying inherently it wasn't as... Th- the level of competition wasn't as good for that thing when it was good. No, I'm saying it more in the sense of, in hockey specifically, it is more an equipment argument than anything else. It's an equipment and a science argument because goaltenders now, and you can look this up on YouTube, anywhere. Goalies now, and Steve, Steve and I were talking about a pre-show. They're, doing, they're setting up two chairs four and a half feet apart. They're putting a foot on each chair, doing the splits, and playing catch with three balls off a wall. That The level of physical exertion training and flexibility of the average goaltender now is so much better than the best goaltender in Do you realize, though, he still played against Patrick Waugh in his prime? Patrick Waugh's prime didn't occur until the 90s. He was still playing. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like he was playing at a much he lesser level. He won a Stanley Cup in 1986. Yeah. Waugh won a Cup in 86 as the goaltender of the Canadians. A rookie goaltender. And a rookie goaltender. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't... Okay, considering this... He went up against Wall in 93 and lost. Carried the Kings by himself. Yeah, by himself. By himself. <laughs> with Kelly fucking Rudy as his goddamn <laughs> goaltender. You're God telling me. Whoa, whoa. You're going to tell me. You're going to tell me that Wayne Gretzky with Luke Robitaille in his prime, okay, as a, a, as a sub-average forward. Because Luke Robitaille, 500 goal scorer. Okay, fine. Whatever. Fine. Yar Curry was past <laughs> his prime at this point. Carried him past a loaded Maple Leafs team. That Maple Leafs team had Gil Gilmore, Wendell Clark, and a really good defensive core. 
Doug Anderchuk uh, was on that team, correct, Dave Steve? Ander- Dave Anderchuk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Dave Anderchuk was on that team. That Maple Leafs Gary, team. Gary uh, Roberts, too. Yeah. That Maple Leafs team had every right to win the Western Conference. Title. I don't want to throw you off right now, but I'm very aroused. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Same. Listen, that Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky single-handedly carried the Kings to that 93 crown, okay? Lost to a very superior Canadian team, what, six games? I think so, yeah. Six games. The Kurt Mull and a good loaded Canadian team. The last Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. I, I'm sorry, Jason. I, I just... I, I, until then, until I was a kid watching that, I always thought Green Gretzky was a cherry picker. Because I remember as a kid, everybody was, oh, Green Gretzky just cherry picks. That's what him and Lemieux did. You get the goals. Until that series, I witnessed history. He carried that garbage team. That Kings team was garbage. Flat out garbage. And he carried it. That was him. the year he broke the record, too, wasn't it? Yeah, was it I believe so. The yeah. 02 or 812 or whatever it was. Yeah. Mm. That right there isn't like that. I mean, he stopped scoring 100 points, and I believe after 95 was his last 100 point season. And it, you know, in '97, he almost had 100 points too. Mm. But <laughs> Roger, you're perspiring. No, because like, '96 was his last 100 points. Uh, no, 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 Thank you for that. Yeah, but the, the thing is, yeah, you went up against Wah, Barrasso. I mean, you could say what Grant or Belfour. Yeah, Felix Fantlin, Grant or uh, Grant Belfour. Some of the goalies in their prime, even you know Andy Moog. You can say what you will about Moog. You can say what you will about um, who's the goalie from uh, Bill Ranford, mm. Edmonton, Edmonton. He went up against some good goalies, too. These guys are not hacks. Not all these guys were hacks. You can say what you will. John Van Beesbrook, Mike Richter. These guys were good goalies. Not all of them were shite. So I'm not going to sit here and, and, and just say that prior to 19... Okay, so you have your argument. You can say your argument to the Billy Smiths of the world. Billy Smith wasn't that really good goaltender for the Islanders. The Islanders were a loaded team. So say what you will about that. But... I mean, Mike, most of the league was only, like, what, 20 teams at that time? Yeah, 20 so teams. So maybe five or six teams had an acceptable goaltender. Exactly. And Ron Hextall was a shitty goaltender. I'm sorry, the Flyer. Yeah, no, yeah, he was. He was a shitty goaltender. <laughs> Even, <laughs> you know. Who are you apologizing to in this room? Is no, someone no. going to defend Ron Hextall? No. <laughs> Ron Hextall is some, a saint. Somewhere Justin's going, <laughs> Yeah, no, no, Flyer, Flyer fans, Ron, there's some, some strange reason Flyer fans think Ron Hextall's God, and I think they're yeah, well, yeah, whatever. Uh, can I say the official stance of over under fair is fuck Flyers fans. Yeah, fuck Flyer fans, yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Triple F on OUF. Yeah, fuck you Flyer fans. Yeah. Anyways. I, I agree also. The, the, I got a quad F. The, the thing is, is that goal, the, the whole golly argument to me is null and void because he, vo- he faced some really good goaltenders towards the latter part of his career when his career, quote-unquote, was on the decline. He faced good goaltending. That is absolute garbage to me that he did not. Can I offer you a question? Yeah. If we are saying that goaltending is what you are saying, like the the routine and the practice of goaltending has become significantly more important than it was then. Better. Obviously, yes. Because you know, they're more conditioned, they they are doing they are doing more to compete and yeah. doing more to stay on a level to maintain with the play that is on the ice. Yes. Can we say then that this is almost directly in response to players like Wayne Gretzky for making them all look terrible? Well, I mean, you could just go out down the laundry list of that era: Gretzky, Messier, Yager. I mean, Lemieux. All those Yager, dudes Curry, were scoring. Curry, yeah, Curry scoring a sixty-eight goals in that eighty-six mm-hmm. season. Like, so, I, so the science then isn't necessarily. But I also, I got to cut you off though, real quick. Okay. I don't think it's a direct response to that. I think it's, I think it's a response to coming in goaltenders like Patrick Waugh. When a goaltender like Patrick Watt comes, that's in what I was actually about to mention. Yeah, yeah. So it's not Gretzky that changes goaltending because he was allowed to run unabashed for a decade. But it's part of it. That's it's what I'm saying. It. it is. But it is partially not... the 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 science moves forward partially because 
Wayne Gretzky is forcing goaltending to get better, while also a player like Patrick Waugh is coming in and showing you that it's possible. And then those two things kind of hit a critical mass at the same time, well, and it you know no, it restructures it, the way this has no, to be played. No, it's like 30-70, because it's like... Cause you gotta remember, but it's still part of it. Part that's of it. still part but of the equation. Why is the one wearing the big jerseys and getting the oversized gloves right. and stuff like that? That's, yeah, so that's part of it. It's on mostly why. That's why goaltenders. I'm not saying it isn't. It better. isn't mostly why. I would agree with you. Yeah, but it's still a part of it. Yeah, but the, you could say scoring was a part of it, not Gretzky. I would say, go, go Steve. We even let you talk. About no, it's okay. I was going <laughs> to say, if you take away, if if you even cut down his points from 200 in any of those seasons, he still leads points. Doesn't matter. Yeah, he's still the best. If you take away any of his two hundred point seasons, he still wins. He still has the most amount of points. Yeah, but so you can't blame. You can't. It doesn't matter. Even if if he doesn't have these ludicrous numbers, he's still the best. That's my point. No matter how much you take away from it, he's still number one. It doesn't matter because it takes it takes a load of percentages for us and, to shave off that many points to get him to second place. And not and not know. to mention too, like the way he did it, he broke. Gordy Howe's record in like literally his a thousandth game or it was like one thousand one hundred thirteenth game or something like that, and Gordy Howe spent twenty six years to accumulate that total. He did it in half the time. Mm-hmm. That you can't undermine. Like I understand the science argument, but like purely just looking at a point total, nobody will ever touch. He has one hundred sixty records. Eighty percent of those records are never going to be broken, ever. He is the sole holder for those records. And you look at and also you look at a guy like Gabe Guy Lafleur. Who nineteen like okay, I look at the season nineteen seventy seven, nineteen seventy eight. Those Canadian teams were stacked on purpose because the expansion draft wouldn't allow teams to the NHL is basically like you're on your own, find your own players. And they kept the Canadians teams like that, the original six, although the wings fucked it up, were allowed to get they're, they're allowed to keep their players. Guy Lafleur, he scored hundred and thirty two points, sixty goals, seventy two assists. Okay. Again, you know, the thing is about that is what I find interesting is is that they were going against same you know goalie talent and no one but no one and like the the plateau is like the guys were right on neck and neck each other like Daryl Sutter, Bobby Clark, those numbers all the numbers were still the same they were about the same. Gretzky came up there and kicked it up a no- I mean he kicked it up like to eleven. Mm-hmm. Well, see, my argument is that the league on the whole got offensively better in the eighties. And it did, defensively but you, worse. You can't just discredit what he's done, though. Like, you can't. Well, but, no, I can't discredit what he's done at, in the sense that it's already done, and we'll never get a Wood Gretzky now kind of. See, thing. I, I'm just about to say that too. Yeah, that I'm actually going to. I'm going to back argument. this I'm up. I'm going to put this yeah. with you in a sense because that it is it is impossible on so many levels to have to go across this and use the same metrics that we measure greatness for across decades and eras and styles of play in any sport. Like Mm -hmm. it would be a disservice for us to sit here and pretend like anybody could possibly be as great as Wayne Gretzky was like now because everything has changed. Like he played in a time where, you know, there was less emphasis on goaltending and defense and less emphasis on playing that sort of athletic style of play. But, but if you, with a guy like Wayne Gretzky, he's like the nominally the one player I, that I would use this as an example for. If Wayne Gretzky were to be drafted by, I don't know, let's say the Red Wings in 1993, does Wayne Gretzky play at the level that Wayne Gretzky plays at in the 80s that he would now play at for like the style of play in the 90s? Because I think he would. I think Wayne Gretzky, 
is a player out of time and that he could have been great at any time he played because his IQ and his, you know, his stamina and his level of game was that high, much higher than everybody else's. Right, but in the overrated – well, I, see, there's where the overrated comes in because I don't think it was that much better than everyone else's. I just think that the sport hadn't caught up to what he was. And it's not to say that he was better than them. He just – it's kind of like the first argument, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's like if you put him on the 93 Red Wings specifically – You'd see a guy hitting like 130, 90 to 130 a year, not 137 minimum for the first 10 years of his career. I was going to say, just just a broad comparison, right? We want to compare the guy that I think could even get second place maybe in in points that's an active player right now is Alex Ovechkin, okay? 920 games played, 1,035 points. He would have to get 700 more points to even get second. Mm-hmm. It's like... That's probably not going to happen. Yeah, and what year is he playing in right now? Like oh, he's already. I think he's in, in like yeah. He's yeah, in his tenth season. I was going to say he's yeah. hit double digits. If he goes point. ten more seasons, he might get second right, place. Right, right. Yeah, that's a stretch. So it's like nobody's ever going to touch that number one plateau ever. Yeah. Mm, it is an interesting thought though. Unless they do all these goaltending changes that we talk about, it, which it, I would I would invite honestly, yeah, like because that would that would make conversations like this kind of I wouldn't say easier to have, but. Definitely not put some, some more put some more well, weight behind. Some I'll of say it. the other element of this too is not even just in equipment. It does play a part of it. I'm not trying to trivialize your guys's point on that, but I will say that some of it is. I think actually, I think for me, the majority of it is on actually training of goaltenders. Okay, because go watch the go, like I watch. I literally watched some game footage of like a, a third period of a game in '84 against a team I can't remember now. Um, North Stars. I don't know. Who I'm it was. just giving him a shout. I can't out. remember. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah! But you don't have like goalies don't challenge. They're not coming outside of their crease. Mm-hmm. They're not going down at all. They're not trying to make glove saves. Like their their range of motion is about this far. And I'm I mean, for the listener, I'm going about ten to fifteen inches left or right of me. That's about it. And occasionally you see like a crazy attempt at a glove save. But even then, where that's where the equipment comes in. His mitt is the size of an iPad. But so the, you just you you have rigid immobile goaltenders that are not equipped to handle even a he still modest, has to get through five skilled. players yeah, but here's what here's a the question then how come the like i'll give you another year 78 79 i'll talk about a great goaltender ken dryden ken dryden goals against average 2.30 330 goals against average 2.30 which is pretty good for that era it is. What yeah, it's exceptional for that. Same, hall same, of Fame. Yeah. He's a, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Two words, Hall of Fame. So you want, okay, so you want to know the same percentage? Okay, In that year, yeah. Yeah, that year that he won. 78-79? 78-79. His save percentage, not listed. 70? Oh, not listed. They weren't tracking it then. No, they weren't tracking it then. God, bless America. So we can't even tell you yeah. how high it was. It was the outstanding. Point, the point, UNH. Yeah, <laughs> but the, 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 the point is, anyways, his goals against average is 2.30. Yeah. So... What about that then? I mean, what, okay, so his goals against average before Gretzky. Well, let's not turn this into calling Jason out. Like, not, what about not, that, Jason? Well, no, no, what about two point three. Not, let me let me finish. Let me finish. My <laughs> point is, my point. No, my my whole point to this is, there was low against. I mean, you look at there the goalie percentage or goals against average in the seventies was. I mean, it wasn't like ridiculously high. Goalies were still somewhat effective then either. You know what I'm saying? It changed when Gretzky came in the league because players started be, he was one of the first players that was quick on the line and started kind of elevating the game a little bit. And I think goalies didn't know what to do. Because you look at the seven you look at that era in time before Gretzky, goalies were still I mean the games were close. It wasn't like, you know, the high scoring affairs. 
and he started becoming high scoring finishers because Gretzky kind of took it up a notch a little bit. So I'm just saying, like my my whole point to this is is that these ridiculous. I mean, yeah, save percentage wasn't part of it. We you know do we'll ever know? But that's a bummer. You know, Terry Sawchuk, Glenn Hall. There's other goalies in that era. I mean, that's later later before the expansion draft. But still, there was goalies at Bernie Pernet, for example, mm-hmm. Pernot, um, Pernot, whatever. I, I suck at French. That's the whole Pernot. Pernot. <laughs> Pernot. Fucking. Uh, Phoebe, 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 Phoebe Pernot, Phoebe Cates, Phoebe Faba, whatever. The, the, the thing is, is that shout out to Phoebe Cates. Yeah, greatest, um, spectacular areolas on spe- that one. Spectacular, but the thing is, is that greatest areolas of the era, though. That's a no, yeah. <laughs> um, there was well, that's goal- a private. Tune in next week for our '80s sex comedies. <laughs> there was great goaltending that existed beforehand too, as well, and that's that's my whole thing. There is. The, yes, the equipment was the same, and they did, the adjustments started coming in afterwards. Can we just talk about, like, there's actually defensemen in that era? I yeah. just want to say that. Also, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, mean, the, I didn't see any of any of the highlight I mean, videos. They Chris did. Chelios. Brian like, uh, Trottier. Brian Trottier, yeah. I mean, like, there were Norse trophy defensemen during that era. Yeah. I mean, well, someone, you got to give the Norse to right? somebody. Yeah, yeah the, the best the trophy in that year went on 3.3 goals against average. That's still not bad. I mean, 3.3? If there are how many shots per game in this three, that's not bad. Yeah. If you're taking 50 to 60 shots if a game the, and you're only the, okay. letting three in, so let's, that's pretty good. Let's go. Let's look Paul at this coffee. on a whole. If there is 400 less shots faced against a goalie per year and the highest goalie has, an, on average, a goal more per game allowed... That means they're saving so much less. Like they're just—they're not saving anything. They're just on average. That means on average, the the league was taking less shots and scoring more. Marty McSorley was on those Oilers teams, right? Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. I don't know. I just, just popped my head on his side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly on his side and with Paul Coffey. Sure helps, doesn't it? Well, McSorley did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you Paul know, Paul Coffey was a scorer. Paul Coffey was more of a scorer, but yeah. you know, it's still. I'm just I'm using that as, as an illustration of like there were defensemen, defensemen Al McGinnis on teams. Calgary. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's God bless. In that yeah, era, that though, awesome. if you're yeah. going down rosters, it's harder to find as many. Like the other element of that too is in terms of size. Yeah. You've got the defensemen now are six four. Well, that's true for like the NFL five. too, though. Well, McGinnis like, right. was six two two four. Two, yeah, McGinnis was huge. Well, no, he, I, I, oh no, I 100 percent agree. McGinnis was an exception. Yeah. Like I'm not going to ever argue you on that one. But and there are exceptions to the rule, like Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, I almost got you. Ooh, it almost happened. But if you're comparing that to on like again, it, it's just I well, think I think it's easy. I think the numbers are so blinding we can't see past them. I, I think can, I, you take numbers out of the equation, he's still the best. What I he just, did for the sport, you don't argue that, right? We haven't talked about that enough. Let's let's go into that a little bit. Okay, yeah. if we're using you know as a, as a cultural impact because you know we are a, a cultural con, you know podcast. By the way, I forgot I forgot Larry Robinson should get some love too. Six yes. four two twenty five, one of the best defensemen of all time. Doesn't get enough credit. Roger, real numbers guy. Roger, I love it. Yeah. Uh, Roger stat guy. <laughs> hey, that's why I do a Tigers baseball cast. Find every week here on Tigers and Sardine on SportsRadioDetroit dot com. Nice. Yeah, Everybody, we, we all get to plug everything today. What a wonderful time. <laughs> so, so, uh, so yeah, if we're gonna. If we're going to talk a little bit, we're going to veer away from the numbers a little bit while we still have the time and talk specifically about the the impact Wayne Wayne Gretzky, the player, had on the sport that was being played. Mm-hmm. It is incalculable, right? I mean, we can we can go down the list. Steve, I, you we've kept you quiet on some things. <laughs> no, you're okay. Talk talk them up, man. I, I want to hear. Show me some love for Wayne Gretzky. I mean, if you just as an example, last year's number one draft pick in the NHL came from Arizona. Yeah. Austin Matthews, he's an Arizona hockey product. Yeah. You wouldn't have Arizona hockey without Wayne Gretzky coming yeah. to the Kings. I mean, as much as it 
ruined every Canadian at the time in 1989 when that trade happened. They, yeah. they I think it was like August 6th or 9th or something like that. You got the day written on it and everything. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I watched like, the documentary on it this week on Netflix about the, thir- the 30 for 30. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, great. It's excellent. a great 30 for 30. Yeah. I think that's my second, third time watching that, to be honest. I've watched it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's a, it's a great documentary. I highly recommend it. But, um, just what you, what you said, it's incalculable to the sport. You wouldn't have half of these teams expanding in the, you know, the southern side of the United States. Mm. It just it doesn't happen. And even maybe some hockey in Mexico and warmer environments, even in general, you could probably. And then not to mention just the early '90s. He really pushed the sport out when basketball was probably at the forefront of things because of Michael Jordan. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. he kept it relevant because of him. Yeah, I, I, it, was, it is easy to argue that at the time because baseball had been kind of suffering through the early '90s, like on a downward slope. And basketball was probably the most popular sport in the United States. Hockey probably had its highest profile at the time Wayne Gretzky went to the Kings. Like, yeah. it's probably the highest it would ever get, especially at that time. Like, Wayne Gretzky made hockey marketable, which is how expansion happened. We can argue the finer points of expansion and whether or not that is ultimately a good thing for the sport, but it's good for it's good for you know spreading personnel around. It's good for starting like keeping franchises in places. It's good for getting players more opportunities to play in a league. Like it, it has a lot of positive things, and a lot of that the genesis is of Wayne Gretzky being as important as he was. Jason, I was just gonna say, what would we do without the Arizona Coyotes? Right, I know that's what I'm saying. It, it there are there's two sides to that argument too. Yeah, but. I think ultimately the importance of that can't be under you know uh, undersold enough because of what it would lead to. I mean, it's not like all of these teams have been terrible. Like some of them have been good. The Lightning are a pretty respectable organization now after not being for quite some time, you know. And it, you know, even like the fucking Hurricanes won a cup. So I mean, that shit happens. You know what I mean? Like it, having the hockey available in other places is probably a good thing, Roger. I was thinking about that YouTube video, the Hurricanes have won a Terry Cup. No, um, but the other thing is, like, at one point, you look at 30% of the NHL's top 25 scorers are California based. Yeah. Um, and the thing about it is, too, you look at, the, look at the AHL right now, the Pacific Division. If you would have told me in 1991, as a 10 year old, that there's a Pacific Division for hockey, I would have been like, what? I would have laughed in your face. And, I mean, I, I, I follow hockey. I have in my possession somewhere 10, da- 10 binders full of hockey cards. I was that dedicated to hockey for a long period of time. San Jose is in debt because of, single-handedly because of Wayne Gretzky. Oh, man. And, I just realized something, Roger. What? I came into this debate against a Canadian and a 90s hockey fan. And I wonder why I'm just sitting here. <laughs> 80s, 90s. <laughs> you know, no, it's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, millennia, you're millennia. like, this is my era, and you're talking about him. No, uh, like, like, I just wonder why you got so impassioned. Like, I'm usually hockey, you're just kind of iffy on, but this this makes sense now. This no, is the just, Roger that I know. Yeah, this oh, makes this, a yeah, lot more Steve, sense. Yeah, Steve and I, when we worked together, we talked about hockey. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I stopped following hockey as a few years ago only because I wanted to focus more on baseball. But That makes sense. Um, you look at the AHL. You look at there's... Four teams in California. There's excuse me, five teams. I'm sorry, Bakersfield, Stockton, Ontario, San Diego, which had a team in the 70s, but they came back. You know, th- this is the single-handedly Wayne Gretzky's cultural impact. And he also, not to mention, the thing about him, too, as what he's done as an ambassador to the sport, mm-hmm. also internationally speaking. You're looking at they're going to have a game in China here shortly as well. Mm-hmm. People think of 99. They think of... Th- he is known worldwide. You know, I mean, for Christ's sake, you go to Niagara Falls on the way out there. There's wineries out there. And I think Canada sometimes 
like even outside of Canada, people just kind of look at him as the great one. They they always know as ninety nine. Everybody knows like you go around the world. That's who they refer to. They, you know that picture of him as a kid. You know with Gordy Howe. That that it's synonymous everywhere outside of Canada. And I think that people tend to forget that this guy is, you know, it's just his. He was a GM in Phoenix. People forget that he was such a bad. He did such a bad job. I was gonna say I didn't forget. No, no, no. he did such a bad the job. Coyotes want to all yeah. on court success does not translate to exactly on-court success. Unlike Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Hashtag so many players. It actually almost hashtag explicitly. It almost explicitly is the inverse. Yeah, Michael Jordan's actually yeah. done a, not bad of an owner though. So far, so far, Charlotte's doing a pretty good job. That's debatable. But are you highly Hitler? Were they with no. Was Oh, oh, fingers crossed. Fingers I didn't crossed. see that part. Yeah. I just but saw Wayne, the profile. I'm like, what is he Wayne, doing? I thought he was trying to. I thought but he Wayne wanted to Wayne Gretzky's so impact so great that his shit job in Phoenix has been forgotten about in the Eskids, in, in the Ascalos of time. Annals? Annals of time. Ascalos. I just made up that what word. What is Ascalos? I like it. Yeah. Lost to the Ascalos of time. I'm spelled like E-S-C-A-L-L-O-W-S. Ascalons or something. Anyways. Phobie Ascalos. The Phobie Ascalos of time. That his, yeah, and he was talked about going to the Maple Leafs for so long and all that. Yeah. I'm glad he didn't go. I mean, to... he played in St. Louis. So I mean, mm. yeah. I mean, that... <laughs> I can't even have the laughter. You know what? He's he more... played in St. Louis for 18 games. Yeah, yeah. he had yeah. more of an impact in St. Louis than the Rams did. Oh, Ooh, shots fired, Rams yeah. fans. Rip. I mean, even though they won the Super Bowl, now. but th- anyways, but St. Louis sucks. St. Louis sucks. <laughs> but I mean, enjoy we see, your World Series championships. The, the thing, is, yeah, the, card- the Cardinal, the Cardinal way. way. Yeah, they're the like, I love the Cardinal hockey. Way. Who cares about hockey? Look at the World Series. Yeah, exactly. Game. I would love to be a Cardinal. They hold out their hands, just decorated. But the the thing is, getting back to Gretzky though, the thing is, is that he has done so much that he could do one bad thing, and it's okay. As long as he doesn't pull a Cosby, I think we'd be good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, he produced a hot daughter. And everybody's like, that's true. Oh, Paulina Gretzky is dating ridiculous. a golfer. Yeah. 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 A coke-addicted golfer. Yeah, who, His uh, wife was hot, too, though. Jan Jones was no slouch oh, back in her day, man. man. She was it's, pretty smoking. It's like Mick Foley syndrome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you, well, I mean, Wayne Gretzky was a fucking... He's much more attractive than Mick Foley. That's true. <laughs> like, yeah. But the woman fair. helps. Yeah, it helps. Like, it the, helps. the model wife helps. Yeah, yeah and then like the, the, story, the love story, how you call her on a payphone. It's like, dude, you... Have the life, man. You call her on a payphone. You're like, I love you. I want to come down there. I miss you, Janet Jones. Yeah, and you produce one of the hottest. You know, yeah. She's hot. She looks a little bit too much like Wayne yeah. for my taste. The, She's the got a bit of a square yeah. face yeah. thing going on there. That sort of dead eye look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit dead eye. They're like eighty percent open always. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, kind of, yeah. that's kind of excellent behind the net, though, from what I've heard. Yeah. 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 She does real good work out back. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway. But no, I mean, yeah. okay. She's, that, fucking Lacey's not here for one episode. And we're just like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she pulls it. You guys want to talk about our dicks for 20 minutes? <laughs> she pulls it. She moves on NHL 94 really well. <laughs> so, so dick talk. Welcome to dick talk. On True story. Bear. True story about NHL 94. You. We were talking about playing because I had all of the NHL games. Oh, I bought them on Genesis. I bought them on Genesis. And you're like. Okay, we can play NHL 94, but you can't do the fucking one-time cheats from behind the net. I'm like, fair enough. And I'm pretty sure I still blew you out like 10 to 2. That's because you kept doing the fucking board decrease cheat. <laughs> you only play when you can cheat. That's not true. That's not true no, at all. True. And, and, true and sir, I think it. that's yeah. racist, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, Steve, I'll let one of our non-racist panels, panelists talk. Uh, you just hiled the Fuhrer! <laughs> no one saw that, though, and I didn't call him out for it. Um, so... Awesome. Yes. 
I can't even think about it. This is like right my now. childhood right I know. This I just close my is, eyes. Yep, I can I can see the screen flashing yes. in front of my face. The EA Sports name scrolling up to the bottom of the screen. Ron Barr, the only thing he ever did. Yeah, oh my god. You gotta go to the pregame. Oh god, this is so great. Now let's just talk about NHL hockey on Sega Genesis for the next 10 minutes. And that blue ass ice. It was the best. God, those games are the best. You remember how great those games were? <laughs> yeah, now NHL 17 is like the biggest pile of garbage ever. I've stopped playing them. I, played I, I quit s- after Genesis. I played I, every single day. Yeah. Because much like the sport, it's gotten better. Yeah, it's that science. I'm just working science. heel. I'm just working that heel this science. whole show. Let me just grab this mic off and just do a hot 10. <laughs> Cut a promo on all of us. You guys talking about your Wayne Gretzky and the great ones. Well, Jason Pinkham's got one thing to say to you, brother. Uh, He's the the fake one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Oh my god! I remember me. the Electronic Arts logo. Everybody in Redford is trash. Ninety five. Ninety one. That's the original. That's the first. That's the first. That's ninety two. Oh, yeah. I never played that one. Oh yeah. That's classic. Oh man. I just remember that original. The EA Sports logo that just passed across the screen mm. before was the PGA logo. That's yeah. what I remember. Yeah. yeah. God, these I games were like that. heroin, dude. I played them yeah. so much. Oh, my God. I was... Every, oh, yeah. I would mm-hmm. I just on purpose like, play against a computer with the San Jose Sharks mm-hmm. and whip them that, like, be the yeah. wings. This was the last time that my, like, people of a generation ahead of me played, played video games. Like, my dad and my uncle used to play this all the time. Yeah. My dad and my uncle used to play this all yeah. the time, Yeah, and they were, like, really good at it. Yeah. And then, like, I got good, and then they just stopped playing. They stopped playing, playing. yeah. <laughs> yep. Because I was, like, six, or, like, beating up on a seven, like... Being up on a seven-year-old in some fucking Genesis hockey, I'm like, oh, teach you guys. And then I got really good, and they're like, all right, you taught us. We're going to go smoke cigarettes and drink and be awesome because we're adults. That's my dad and my <laughs> uncle. No wonder we're such good friends. Oh, man. <laughs> well, all right. I've, we've kind of fell uh, off the rails going, here. Steve, go ahead. What were you going to say? I don't even remember. <laughs> Neither do I. He got just, lost in the waves of I think nostalgia. you were going to ask me something. And I thought I was, that. too. Steve, let's start wrapping this up. We'll go around. Starting with you. Um, so... We touched on the cultural. We touched on some stats. Are there any any parting things we may not have covered in discussing Wayne Gretzky and anything you'd want to prop up now? I think one of the biggest things that stands out for me is the fact that he scored fifty goals and thirty or forty goals in thirty nine games or something. Like, I think it's fifty yeah, and thirty nine. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the biggest things that I actually went on the NHL, um, the app, and that was one of the games that they had on there, mm-hmm. and they were playing the Flyers, and the, I was just amazed by what he what he's done. What he what he's always been able to do, even like I remember watching his last season because I think I was in like you know sixth grade or whatever, it was mm-hmm. ninety nine, and I remember watching him retire and just being like, you know, that, that's crazy. It's a huge thing to happen. And now, my adult life, it's like I don't think I'll ever see a player that great ever again. Right. It's and just kind of like nostalgic, you know. Yeah, what I mean? and we had touched on earlier, like if if it's not if it's not hypothetically Alexander Ovechkin, like who's even close? I mean, I know Sidney Crosby's the name that comes out of everybody's mouth all the time. I mean, but the only other one I could think of maybe is Patrick Kane. Yeah, he might be close. He's yeah. probably going to be the best American-born hockey player ever. But I mean, Jason, anything else you want to offer up? Well, I mean, I was just thinking of list of players. There's a lot that would be as good, I think, in terms of what they're having to face now. Okay. Like just the sheer punishment they go. Like through. Jonathan Taves. <laughs> Fuck you. That's Jason's favorite player. Oh I remembered. God, right? I fucking hate him. Back on track. Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky. Don't worry, guys. Jonathan Davis is one of the 100 greatest of all time, and, and, and Evgeny Malkin is not. Wayne Gretzky, Jason. Wayne Gretzky. Um, Sorry, that's my fault. I know. No, but like, if, you okay. look at, if you look at the, the level of talent today, you have players like McDavid. You have players like Matthews. Lord knows we don't know what's in store for their It's career, pretty early, yeah. But McDavid is on that level. McDavid and Crosby and Gretzky are in Lemieux. They're all in this, in Yager. They're all in the same conversation to me in, in terms of, 
pure intelligence. That's where I'll give Gretzky credit for. He was a smart motherfucker, and he trained. But mm-hmm. I just I, I got to stand pat with my, my my decision at the beginning of this episode. If you put him in today's NHL, I, I know that we I don't like making that argument too much, but if you put what he showed me personally in his highlights in today's NHL, he'd be an eighty point a year guy. Were we watching the same game? <laughs> yeah, we were. I don't know, man. Because I look at defensive schemes now, and uh, what, what do you mean, like the one-one-three? <laughs> I mean, I just you, like, <laughs> the trap. Yeah, <laughs> like you just look at the ability. Is this the SNL sketch? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll leave with this then. Uh, well, Rogers, Rogers, going ahead, and he's gonna. Rogers thinks Wayne Gretzky was on Saturday Night Live, and that's what Rogers' last thought is. Um, I'm. I'm uh I'm Dave Roldan. This no, no, wait, 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 wait. No, let's hold on. <laughs> oh, I'll, now you want something to say? Uh, wait, look, just <laughs> not that the sketch isn't fucking retarded. The, and the, great. the Wayne Gretzky Elvis sketch where he's singing like yeah, walk, 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 walk. yeah, with yeah, the fucking guitar. One of the greatest sketches of yeah. all time. Um, Definitely one of the better sports players of sketches. It's no yeah. Joe Montana. No like, Joe. The masturbate. Yeah, yeah. It's no Joe Montana going to masturbate in his room. That's but, what. <laughs> It's close. It's pretty close. You guys ever watched this? No, I did not. We're, no, we, we yeah. post show, post show, post, post show, post show. Anyway, anyway Robert, let me, wait, wait, let me say, let me just say this about Wayne Gretzky. Okay, growing up as a hardcore Wings fan that I that I was, and knowing that, just seeing a player like that, that magnitude, the point season, the two hundred point season, the sheer magnitude of what that guy did. It, it, again, I talk about that nineteen ninety three postseason because I was watching a lot of hockey back then. I watched. A magnitude of playoff games. I mean, he just, you know, the top, one of the top three moments was, you know, watching the Sharks beat the Wings in seven games, watching Osgood cry, and you're watching Urbe become number one goal here on nowhere. Those moments. But the moment, the number one of the top three moments was Wayne Gretzky beating the Maple Leafs. Because I was a, I mean, I'm still a Maple Leafs fan. They still talk about that. Yeah. Maple Leafs fans will never forgive him for that. I mean, he is a Canadian native, and they're like, fuck you, Wayne. Um, but he was a guy who transcended, and not only that, but he was such a great ambassador. Because on SNL, he was funny. He was a funny dude. He didn't, like, he, he never he never came across to me as, like, a douche. You know what I mean? Like, it was hard to hate the guy. And that's what, like, what I liked about it. But his game, he took. he was an assassin. He went out there, took your heart, beat it. Put it on the ground and just shot it and put it in the net. That, that I mean, like, all seriousness, that guy was a guy who really. You'll never what Steve says is correct. You'll never see another guy like him. And even when Gordy Howe he passed Gordy Howe's record, he was so grateful and humbled about it. And him and Gordy Howe had a relationship, and that to me, like right there, the fact his like humbleness and like talk about his relationship with his father. That another thing that was just like I couldn't. There's nothing I couldn't hate the guy. I can't, I can't hate the dude. You know. I just want to close the argument. I guess to to sum up my perspective on it a little bit, I kind of just always viewed Wayne Gretzky as like a city tournament league softball player playing in rec league. That's the way I view. That's my. But that's argument. not the highest scale you could ever play on. Yeah. Okay. Fine. A national <laughs> softball player, but he's not the best. I think. Softball you know what I mean? Like any like like a number eight on a national league softball team, like you know, national softball tournaments or whatever. Batting in Sunday rack, he looks like a god because he's playing. But, but Jason, that's not that's not a fair argument to make uh, because God damn it, guys, this is the end of the episode. I understand that we're making the same. Argument I just wanted over to say that. I just wanted to sum up. That's my, a, that's a bad parting shot though, to end the argument. Then in sense, because it's like we can reopen the case. Then now. I'll I'll be happy to part all the shots right now. <laughs> uh, this is over under fair. Check us out on Facebook. <laughs> 
<laughs> at over under fair on Twitter. Get us get us uh, on the emails at over under fair pod at gmail dot com. Uh, you can check us out and all of the other fine sportsradiodetroit.com podcast, including uh, both of our co-hosts here on Spinning the Wheels and Pucking Around, uh, Roger and all of his litany of things with the Roadshow and everything ever, everything ever, and all the beautiful design from my co-hosts. Yeah, and the beautiful designs from Steve. Well done by you. Everything looks nice and sharp. It's Thank a, you, sir. It's a good time. Yeah. So you know how to get to us. You know how to do all those things. Link, hit the links. Uh, what is what are the words you use? Rate, review, subscribe. Those are the words. I couldn't think of them, but I just did. And uh, yeah, guys, uh, I guess if I'm gonna hit my parting shot, it's that Wayne Gretzky's the greatest fucking player of all time. I'm not sure why we argued about it. Touche. But anyway, uh, that's me. That's me for everybody. And thanks a lot. Good night. <laughs>